Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast, where we explore the exciting science behind heart rate variability. The material discussed in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice. Please check with your medical provider to make sure any suggestions or strategies are right for you. Visit us at the OptimalHRV.com website to learn more about the Optimal HRV app, download a free copy of Matt's book, Heart Rate Variability, and also get show notes and additional resources around heart rate variability and its applications. Welcome, friends, to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. I am Matt. I'm back here today with Dr. Dave. Uh, Dr. Dave, good to see you again, my friend. You as well. Thank you. So we, we, we left the audience on, on a little cliff here. Uh, obviously, we both have a lot of excitement for these basics that uh, we know improve uh, heart rate variability. And as you improve heart rate variability, you improve physical health, uh, mental health, social health, cognitive health, um, all these great little, uh, they're almost not even biohacks because they're so they're so simple. Uh, sometimes when I hear biohacks, I think somebody's going to implant something uh, in my head. I've watched some documentaries on these folks and whew, whenever I think I'm going a little overboard, uh, you can actually get electronic horns implanted. So, so uh, let, let, let's just, uh, these little HRV hacks might be a little better way to do it, but I'm excited to continue our discussion uh, with some of these basics. And if you didn't to, uh, learn to Dr. Dave's uh, first uh, two episodes with us, I really highly encourage you to go back there because this is going to build on his expertise as a chiropractor and just somebody that shares, I know, my passion uh, for how we can improve, uh, you know, with my perspective, with the mental health background, how these little things we can do can improve our, our nervous system, and as a result, mental health. And I know uh, you you focus on that and obviously the physical health as well. So um, I'm going to uh, turn it over to you. What is, uh, what's next on our list to cover, my friend? All right. So, uh, so we left off and we were just about to talk about movement last time Yes. Um, as, as one of our basics. And, um, and, and yeah, Matt, you, you hit right on the head with that too. Um, you know, just like in, uh, in, in any sport, if you master the basics, yeah. You really don't have to worry about the high level stuff. Yes. You're, you're just the best if you're the best at the basics. Um, so uh, it's no different with health. But uh, anyway, um, so where we where we left off was movement. And, uh, and when it comes to movement, you know, I, I like to use that term better than exercise because sometimes when you say uh, exercise, people, people right away, you know, their guard comes up, uh-uh, no way I'm doing that. Um, so let's not put it as exercise. Um, some form of movement. Um, so, so what, uh, what I'm talking about with that is just choose something that you love to do, choose something that you love doing, um, that involves moving. Uh, it could be going for a walk. It could be riding your bike. It could be playing a sport, uh, playing with your kids, whatever it might be, choose something like that and make sure that you're moving on a regular basis. It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, what the basic guidelines are out there is, uh, you know, for, for heart health is 30 minutes a day, uh, you know, and, and yeah, that should be very achievable for, for everybody. Um, and then if you want to take it to the next level and you do want to start, you know, doing an exercise program where you are doing some type of resistance training, where you're doing, uh, you know, I, God forbid the dreaded word running, (laughs) um, uh, you know, doing your cardio work, um, 
that type of stuff, uh, you can absolutely take it to the next level with that. Um, and of course, the benefits only only improve the more and more that you are moving and the more intense that your exercise is getting. Um, and then we have heart rate variability as a way to track that. Yeah. Um, you can see exactly if you're, if you're moving enough, right? Because you can see your HRV slowly drifting up. Um, you can see if your sessions are maybe too hard, maybe it's time to take a day off. Um, and actually this is, uh, as I'm sure you're aware where HRV has a huge following is within the sports, uh, health and fitness industry, um, to do exactly that, uh, you know, monitor your recovery and, uh, and, and help on, uh, how your training is going. So, uh, so it, uh, a very great tool to use for it, but yeah, movement is the, is the next one of the basics there. Yeah. So, so let me, let me ask a few questions here. So, so I, I know I have a, a, a ex-professional athlete on board here and I, and I wonder, you know, and, and I'm not sure if HR, when HRV hit, if it did hit during your career, but I, I would love to, what I find fascinating with what heart rate variability has changed uh, since I was an athlete many, many moons ago in college was, uh, you know, the mentality that I was raised in as a high school basketball player, really being raised by a high school basketball coach, my high school basketball started when I was about three. So uh, pushing yeah. yourself, you push yourself, you put, you get up at six in the morning. Well, really five 30, because the gym opens at six, you lift weights, you run, you, you maybe eat some lunch in there. Then you work out in the afternoon. In other words, no matter what the dedicated athlete gets up and kills it right and right. there's this like right. monster mentality i i'm, I'm seeing that shift at the, the highest elite levels and, and i kind of wonder with your background uh you know and being connected to you know uh, the, the worlds of mixed martial arts and other things how have you seen this change how athletes are, are looking at uh uh their training well, you know, uh, so, so, you know, I, I, I played hockey, um, forever. Um, I, I, you know, ice hockey, and then I did uh, martial arts, boxing, all that kind of stuff forever as well. And, um, I, unfortunately those are the uh, more brute sports. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, where, you know, um, Your brain seems really well intact my friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, you know, those are the sports where, uh, where you don't complain about anything. Um, it's yeah. never too hard. And, um, and you just push, push, push. Um, so, uh, so, you know, the, those tend to be some of the sports that see it, uh, you know, on the, on the latter end, uh, when you get into a sport, like, uh, you know, like cycling, um, you know, those, those athletes seem to be on the cutting edge of, uh, of, of everything out there. So I, well, when I was, um, <laughs> and other things within yeah sports. yeah i was gonna say those cyclers uh, look for any advantage that they can have <laughs> yes <laughs> erythropoietin right yep, uh, exactly and, uh, but uh but when uh when i was uh when i was fighting when i was competing i uh, no, there was no uh you know heart rate training was something uh that people would uh that people would talk about you know i know hrv was around because i know i i was uh, i was just beginning to research it uh at that time but never even thought about it as a uh, as a recovery tool or anything um so yeah it wasn't uh it, it wasn't it, at least within uh within martial arts uh you know the professional fighting world something people are tracking and even now um you know i don't think it's uh, i don't think it's huge it's just becoming something uh you know so big within the fitness industry, within the sports, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. Um, higher level athletes who aren't using it now, um, is, is kind of where I'm like, right. 
really? We're, <laughs> we're trainers aren't doing this with you guys? Um, so, uh, you know, when I get collegiate athletes in and they're not doing it, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm amazed. But yeah, I know it's a, but as far as a recovery tool, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, when, when you are doing uh, two, three training sessions a day, um, you know, to be able to look and say like, man, uh, you know, I am in just parasympathetic overload. Uh, my HRV is, you know, my HRV base is 50 and it's at a hundred today. So, so, you know what, that's not a good thing. Um, that is my sign of, dude, you got to slow it down. Uh, your body is, your body is begging for a recovery day here. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you, uh, the way that you feel equates, um, right along with that. Um, so, so it is a, a great tool to measure with that. And equally, you can see it starting to drift down too, right? If you're getting into that overtraining mode, right. um, where you are, you are doing too much, you'll see that just like when you're getting sick, right? I, you know, you will see that your body is having trouble keeping up and you'll see your HRV starting to tank down. And then, yep. you know, I, and then you have that hyper recovery day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so we, we will have an episode on this topic again at some point, but, but the one thing I, I've got to ask on this topic, because I've really been fascinated with walking, um, you know, or as we do in Colorado, a lot of times hiking, uh, you know, as there was this movement that they really caught hold with the born to run phenomenon is like, oh, human beings were we were hunter gatherers, we were, we were running long distances after uh, you know, kind of our, our, our meal, so to speak, through the Serengeti and this romanticized long distance running and people who actually worked with some of these tribes over in Africa who are still doing this lifestyle is like, no, they're pretty much walking because the whole tribe is kind of walking with them. So they're not doing like a two hour marathon sort of, so to speak. Um, it's more of this walking. And, you know, what, what I'm interested from your perspective is, you know, one is the benefits of walking both as, you know, from the low impact piece and then the health benefits side of it as well. So I, I just want to, I'm really fascinated with because I've also with HRV a focus on active recovery, which instead of going for maybe a three, four mile run that day, if my HRV is lower, I'll go for a three, four mile walk with a dog, uh, you know, as, as part of, you know, and I just told myself, this is my workout for today. So mentally I need to have that. Yep. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm doing something good for myself low impact, low risk of injury. So I, I just love to see, you know, as, as you've seen, I know some of the research I've had on some of this stuff. What, what do you, uh, how, how do you think walking, uh, how do you look at that from the chiropractic perspective? Walking is uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's what we were made for. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, that, uh, that long distance, slow pace, uh, slow pace stuff that is not running, uh, you know, cause, cause there's definitely, a, a distinction to be made there. Uh, yeah. you know, even though my mom is a, you know, ultra marathoner, uh, you know, um, that's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a, you know, there's, there's that line that can get crossed. Although arguably at, at her level, uh, you know, it's just what her body expects. Every yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, walking that slow paced, uh, slow paced, long distance stuff is excellent for you, you know, and the, and the research absolutely supports, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the cardiovascular benefits um, to that as well. But, you know, like anything though, um, you never want to train only one modality. You never want to train, um, you know, just 
or just one thing all the time. And heck, it just becomes boring. Um, so you you know mix it. Uh, that's where I say yeah, uh, you know you know mix it up. But but walking overall, absolutely wonderful thing. And another uh, another um, a note that you said uh, was the active recovery piece. Yeah. Um, that is huge. No matter how hard you are training, um, you know, or whatever you're doing, um, you know, all the way up to level of professional athlete, you never want to have a day where you just sit on the couch. You actually feel worse the next day um, as a result. Whereas, you know, um, even if you are crazy sore, even if you feel all, you know, all, all sorts of beat up, going for a nice slow walk is one of the best ways to help your body recover. Just getting that blood pumping into the blood moving. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and same, obviously, uh, you know, doing something uh, like like a yoga, a slow-paced yoga, of course, because um, there is some pretty, uh, pretty challenging yoga classes out there. Um, but, you know, stuff like that uh, is, is great for that active recovery piece, too. Awesome. Well, well, again, plenty of episodes to come about that. But, but what do we have uh, next on our list for the basics? Okay, so after we get past movement, um, this is this is the last thing on my basics list, but it's kind of a, a really big topic. There's a lot of parts to it. Um, and that is mindfulness. Um, and, and there's so many parts to this and that you can look at mindfulness and say, okay, well, mindfulness, now we're talking about meditation. And, and yes, we can talk about meditation, which is something that I do want to talk about. Um, and, uh, and it is one of those, you know, almost basic things. Um, but some people may have never tried meditating and might actually have, uh, you know, some opposition to it, uh, as well. Um, so then, then there's the mindfulness that opens up to your relationships. And Matt, this is getting into your area of expertise, um, where the people that you spend your time around, uh, you know, that's, that's your friends, your family, um, those types of things. I, you know, are these people positively impacting your life or are they negatively impacting your life? And I, and you know, that's, that's very, you know, again, you know, using HRV as a, uh, as a tool there, you can see um, that, you know, being around these people really drains your tank. Um, You know, it is a, it is a lot of work for you to be around. And and we all have those people in our lives probably that we've uh, that, you know, okay, I know that if I go to this event, this person's going to be there and it is going to drain my energy. Um, that, that's just how it is, right? Um, so, so that's, uh, you know, in relationships, when we talk about friends, family, uh, you know, of course, your love relationships. Um, and then your work too, uh, which, you know, is another, another mindfulness social piece. Um, you know, do you love your job? Do you hate your job? Um, and, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm the kind, well, if you hate your job, why are you working it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but then, um, and I, uh, you know, what, with that, uh, I know I have one more piece and I can't, uh, I can't read my handwriting, but let's, uh, let's, let's start with those because that's kind of a, a lot of, a lot to go through already. And yeah. So, so inter- interested on how you look at like, because a little different way to think about it, um, like like the relationships and the work piece. So so give give me the the Dr. Dave definition of mind mindfulness. Well, what what, what does that mean uh, uh, to you? And when you recommend it to to uh, patients as well, well what 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 does that mean uh, to you specifically? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and I did figure out that uh, mindfulness um, within everything that you're doing. Uh, yeah. You know, so so being present uh, essentially in life um, is the is the other big piece to that. Um, 
but mindfulness is, you know, that's what I, what I will tell people to start with is I, I will recommend that patients start with meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of patients have a really hard time with this. I, and Matt, I, I know, you know, you've probably recommended this to people as well. And, uh, and the first thing that you get is, well, I can't have my mind do nothing. I say, right. well, you don't do yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nor do, nor do most of us want you to uh, Zen meditate right off the bat either. So. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a difficult place to, uh, to get to, um, yeah. but you know, that's where uh, I, I so recommend, uh, you know, guided meditations, especially in the beginning where you can focus on what the person is saying, yeah. um, you know, follow them, follow them through a session, um, you know, and then you, you can get into like the breathing, which again, I think is, uh, is one of, one of the most beneficial things. Um, and you want to talk about seeing changes in your HRV rapidly, right. um, which, uh, you know, the, there might be a really cool app out there that has some, uh, <laughs> you know, resonance frequency breathing, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is the highest level of improvement that you can, uh, you know, make with your, um, uh, with your HRV or, over that time. So, so that's something that I, you know, we'll, we're going to get way deep into, yeah. um, but, you know, definitely check out the app to, uh, to find your resonance frequency breathing, but that's something as well. Um, you know, that you can, you can escape and focus into that. Um, you know, those are, those are some good things. Uh, and, uh, oh, go ahead, Matt. Did you? Yeah. Uh, you know, one, one of the things I'd love to get your, your thoughts on, because I, I think this comes a little bit out of my a- athletic, uh, background, but, but also I'm big in Carol Dweck's growth mindset, Angela Duckworth's grit. I love those I love those how we can look at research about how to like improve our, our resiliency um, and motivation towards certain things. But I, I really, I really started to think about mindfulness and I've shared this in a, a previous podcast, but I think it's worth repeating because I love to give how, how you look at this is the importance of a practice. Um, because I, I think sometimes with mindfulness being thrown around so much. I, I think it's, it'd be a wonderful thing to be present in every moment of every day. I don't know if it's possible, and I don't know if it would absolutely exhaust you and overwhelm you if you tried it. I, I think there's something like, I, I just like to give permission, you know, it's okay to veg out and watch some Netflix every once in a while. That's actually, absolutely. and then just kind of, sh- you know, I'm in the NBA playoffs right now. Like, you know, it's, it's not going to make a big impact on my life in a healthy way, but, but it's just a way to kind of like at, a, at the end of a day where I've racked my brain for so long. It's just good to be like, check out and do it. And, you know, so one of the things I've been challenging people to think about mindfulness as it just becomes almost and just, just a part of our vocabulary about everything is setting aside the time for a practice. And I've I've started to compare it to shooting free throws as a basketball player is nobody likes shooting free throws. Uh, Nobody loves practicing free throws. Uh, Honestly, they're the most boring part of the game. I think they should like, you get fouled, you get one, that's it. You get two points if you hit or three points if you don't, let's just get it over with, right? And unless we get the last two minutes, we can slow it all down, have fun with it, put pressure, yell at people, whatever. But, you know, for me, I didn't practice free throws because I love practicing free throws. I practiced free throws because during the stress of a game, I knew I could just rely on the muscle memory in my practice. And I built the skill set up uh, to really bring all those that practice into that present moment. And, and that really helps me to think about mindfulness is, 
I do 20 minutes of mindfulness practice in the morning. I, I throw a little kind of Tai Chi in there for some movement, some breathing exercises, a Qigong I, I'm really a huge fan of. I like to move because my mind doesn't empty. This thing, wow. No, you, you, don't, you almost don't want it to empty because you don't want to know it's on level eight, right? Uh, you want to keep it, you know, fairly on the level, but it's like that 20 minutes, what, what, how I look at it as free throws is that when I get in a stressful situation, or I'm given a keynote address or I'm, you know, maybe just in the stress of traffic or whatever it is, I can take that deep breath and all of a sudden I bring that peace from my practice, the calm from my practice, the prefrontal cortex, ventral vagal activation into that present moment. And, and for me, that's given, I think, a kind of like a movement instead of exercising. It's like mindfulness practice is, yeah, you could go for a walk and listen to an audio book. I'm not saying that's a bad thing in any way. I do it every day, but that's not my mindfulness practice. My mindfulness practice is that set aside time to really build the infrastructure, so to speak, in my in my nervous system where, hey, my baseline is a lot calmer. Uh, my HRV is, is higher. And I've also built a coping skill that a breath now is a much more powerful thing to control the amygdala sympathetic response. Absolutely. And, uh, and so we'll uh, quickly free throws in basketball, right? Uh, basic thing. Yeah. You're working on the basics, right? Because yep. if you're the best, the, the basics, basics you're, you're mastering it all. Um, but yeah, it needs to be part of a routine and you need to build that base. Because so, you know, um, I've been trying to meditate since I was in my early 20s and and I could never do it. Like, I would, you know, and I would go in waves on and off of trying. Yeah. And, um, and it wasn't until I tried, um, I, I think it was on Audible actually, um, they had a free 21 day meditation challenge mm. and it was like five to 10 minute meditation things. Um, and they were all guided. And, um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to commit to this 21 day challenge. And by the end of it, there was a huge shift yeah. that happened. And, um, Thank you, Audible. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, well, we're uh, open to a sponsorship, Audible. If you, right? if you yes, right, absolutely. Right? <laughs> um, it, and by the end of it, there was there was this shift where I started to notice. Um, you know, like like for example, um, you know, people will say, "Well, what's the biggest thing that you notice with with um, you know with your meditation practice?" And and I and you know, it's that the background noise goes away in life. Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest thing that I noticed. It was, oh my gosh, I was talking to somebody one day and I was only hearing them. Yeah. And it was like, this is the first time this has ever happened. And I didn't even know it wasn't happening, yeah. but I was, I was fully there. And, and that was one of those like, holy poop, you know, yeah. uh, this yeah. was, uh, <laughs> so, um, so then that made me dive much deeper, which got into transcendental meditation and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, and then you get down the, down the, you know, quote unquote crazy road. Um, yeah. but, uh, but, but, you know, Hey, that's uh you know, you do uh, 20 minutes every morning. That's um, part of my routine as well. Um, yeah. I aim for 20 minutes every single morning. Um, kids, kid dependent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I've, I've been trying to get Jeff, who a lot of our listeners know, and, and we've gone back and forth to uh, get get start with five minutes. Like, just give, it's like, you don't have kids. I'm like, I know you work like 10 hours a day. You've got to like, you know, something. But uh, 
I, one of the things kind of to, to, to wrap uh, mindfulness uh, up, unless you have any more talk about is, you know, you mentioned guided meditations, and that's a place that I often encourage people to start as well. Because one, one thing I always <laughs> like to give the message is being bad at mindfulness early on is actually a good thing. I try to take everybody's excuse out. Like, because what, what we've seen is when your mind wanders, but you bring it back to the focus of your breathing of the guy, that's where you get that 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 really it's like when just when you're starting running right to get from like probably your you know your ultra marathon family members who are going from like 35 miles to 37 miles yeah you know good for them because i'm never going to get to 35 miles but it's like getting off the couch to the 5k is where you're going to see so many benefits and that's just like mindfulness so you wonder you bring it back and i'm just honest with folks i'm going on probably over a decade of daily practice now. And oh, am I glad I've built that up. I don't look forward to mindfulness practice. I don't, I don't love it. I don't like, oh, I thank goodness I'm awake. I get to practice mindfulness. It's not terrible. But at the same time, you know, it, I'm always glad after I do it. Do you have any favorite uh, the uh, guided meditations that, that you like to uh, suggest to people that are just starting? You know, um, I, I would have to look that up because uh, there was one that I really uh, did enjoy, like uh, within, like I said, within that 21 day program that I had done uh, many years ago, I still go back to that um, on occasion because there was this one guy um, and he would have you get up and move and do different breath work and do all of this kind of stuff that I had never experienced within meditation. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I wouldn't have even considered it meditation, honestly. Um and, uh, and it just opened my eyes and, uh, you know, got you, got you engaged in a totally different way. Um, so I really like that. So actually let me, um, let me look that up, Matt, and then I'll send it Great. to you and maybe it's something you can uh, post into the show notes. Awesome. Um, Sounds good. And the one that I would, uh, uh, the, my, my sort of favorite starting point, just because of the research behind it and that the great thing now too, while, you know, audible and there's things that you can, the calm app and other things that usually, uh, might cost a little bit of money here and there. There's just so many things on YouTube, Spotify uh, for free as well. But it's uh, the loving kindness meditation. Um, it's a really good thing, especially for those in the helping and healing professions. Uh, really great. And what I love about it in the research world, they, they started to call it meta. I think it's M-E-T-T-A. Uh, meditation because I don't think loving kindness uh, really fit well into the peer review journal culture, no matter what kind of research uh, they were getting. But uh, really great way to start out your day, uh, you know. Uh, so that's where if you're looking for something, you're not doing anything. You can you can find those I think from 25 minutes or so down to like four minutes. Um, so even a good starting place of you know again, don't try to run the marathon with 20 minutes. I would suggest try to work your way up to that but uh that that would just be uh sort of my favorite to get people started uh as well yeah well well awesome yeah and it's it's the easiest thing to to move the needle in so many ways in life um so yeah i i, I can't say enough about it um but awesome. yeah something you just have to do um and, and man i know you had asked um about my daily routine yeah um and uh and I was going to run through that real quick. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. And so, so I have a, I have a pretty consistent morning and that's about it in my life. 
um, so uh, so for for those of you who um, who may not have caught on to this earlier, I I I go to sleep really early, uh, but but I wake up really early too. Um, so a lot of nights I am in bed by uh, seriously like eight p.m. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I have kids who um, you know who go to sleep pretty early too. Yeah. But um, but I get up, uh, you know, some days as early as three a.m. Um, some uh, you know some days it's closer to four. Um, but what I do uh, first thing when I wake up uh, is I go and I sit in my chair uh, and. And this is, is just a chair at my dining room table, but it's, you know, it's my chair. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and I take my HRV reading, uh, first thing. Uh, and, and then after I do that, um, then I'm sitting in a quiet, dark room um, and I do my meditation there. Um, so I, I do those two things first right away. So that way there can be no interruption to that. Um, and then from there, I go down to my basement. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough, I have, a, I have a gym in my basement. So I, um, I go down there and I, I get a workout in. Um, and, you know, I don't do anything crazy. Um, I, uh, I do anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes of a pretty intense workout uh, with weights. Um, and I cycle through a, um, a, a yearly uh, wave that I've made for myself. Nice. Um, and it's just what my body responds to. Awesome. Um, so I love, uh, I love weight training and, uh, that's, that's my preferred method of exercise. I do, uh, I do train with weights fast, um, so that I do get some additional benefits there, but then I also do, uh, I do some cardiovascular work at least twice a week is what I aim for. Um, and, uh, and within that, I do not uh, do distances. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do, uh, I do mostly high intensity uh, sprint intervals. Uh, that's that's kind of my uh, my desire. Hey, hey, if you could say, uh, I think anything over like twenty years old that you do sprints, uh, you're my hero. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try that. to end my longer jogs with that. Yeah, a half block maybe. So <laughs> they're they're short sprints. Short yeah, sprints. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then, then from there, um, I actually, um, you know, I, I, I have not consumed anything at that point uh, other than water. And I actually remain uh, fasted usually most days until, uh, until around 11 a.m. Hmm. Um, with the exception, um, during my workout, I do sip on an amino acid uh, drink. So it's uh, strictly amino acids uh, within there. Um, and uh, and you know, depending on uh, what research you look at, uh, you know, you, you remain in a fasted state or not. Um, but honestly, the way that I, the way that I feel doing that, um, that was, you know, as, um, as the whole, you know, ketogenic fasting, yeah. you know, intermittent fasting stuff was getting big. Um, I was like, ah, no way, you know, and, um, and anyway, I, I was doing the uh, bulletproof coffees too, you know, and, um, yeah. and you, you do feel amazing. Like yeah. you feel unbelievable. Um, yeah mentally more than anything, which was a huge game changer, um, uh, you know, to the point where you almost don't want to eat lunch because, uh, because it's going to ruin how great you feel mentally. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so that's, um, that's where, where I go. And then, you know, we do, uh, we do lunch and we're always uh, super active with the kids, um, you know, out, out in the yard and, uh, and doing whatever we can with them. But, uh, then, you know, we start winding down our day and, uh, 
and as we do start winding down or after dinner, um, you know, we're very conscious of, of things like, you know, of screens of, um, yeah. you know, of, of late coffees, which I am a coffee drinker. Um, but I always try to stop by, by one, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, that then, then we get, so we get super conscious about, about screens, which, um, which we use very little other than, uh, other, other than for work anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, with the kids, it's always a, bath time, read some books, um, you know, put them out. And, uh, and then if, if my wife and I are feeling like hanging out, we hang out for, for a little while. Sometimes, you know, when it's nicer out, we get to hang out on the back patio and yeah. the weather. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's, that's about it, man. I, um, I, my morning routine is, uh, is, is my most solid piece of my day. Um, and then, you know, then I'm just a worker. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, my friend. Well, well, this has been a fun introduction. Uh, I'm glad we've got to get a lot of great information for folks. And uh, obviously, I'm very excited to have you on our team and to do many, many nerd deep dives uh, on these topics. I think we got uh, a huge amount uh, to cover here in the future. So, uh, Dr. Dave, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Looking forward to those future episodes. If you want to find more about our uh, work, uh, obviously, OptimalHRV.com uh, will get you that, get you the show notes. And uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks so much, Dr. Dave. Sir, thank you.